Dracaris, bitches. Welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. I love getting a giggle out of a guest when I say Dracaris, bitches. Do you watch? Well, I'm here first for before I ask you if you actually yes. have seen uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I'm here with Ross Matthews, mm-hmm. uh, who has his very own podcast called Straight Talk. Yes, and every time I type in Straight Talk, it comes up with yours straight up first, right? Great and, minds. Yes, and so when I when we first like kind of met, I was like, we've got to do a podcast crossover because I feel like everyone that searches for yours finds mine and everyone searches yes. for mine finds yours. Mutually beneficial. Just using each other right now. It, just the way that I like it. Uh, <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> no, kidding. Um, plus, I happen to love you and you. If, everyone could see her little gold flats right now. They're so, you're so cute. Thank you. Because I like kind of feel like a slob today. No, I'm like sweater. It's like a long mascara. sweater dress, right? So well, she, I'm wearing it like a dress over shorts. Understood. But it's like what Liza would perform in if she was just like in you know if she's like in the middle the, rehearsal the mid, like rehearsal like she came just for sound check but she's still Liza do you know that so I love that you've been talking about Liza lately I saw like your last podcast of course was, yes always um now that I'm on tour mm-hmm. I have blinged out everything like my outfits my shoes and I'm like this is my Liza Minnelli moment yes I have to. I understand. I go on tour. I perform, you know, a lot. And I think, like, what are you going to wear? And you have to pack it. You have to got to pack it. And I thought, what does Liza do? Liza wears a sequin top and nobody cares about, like, a black pant. I know. And that's the or way to do it. Or some boots. Just a big oversized sequiny top yep. and some boots, like, in Sex in the City too. Shout out to that gem of a film. We're, I don't talk <laughs> about that one. Never saw it. Don't know what you're talking about. Of course I saw it. Oh, I was like, really? You've never been curious? I okay. don't acknowledge the second film. I am one of those people that still loves it. Of course I will watch it whenever it's on HBO. Every of time. Of course I'm there for my friends. I own it, actually. Like, I bought it on Apple TV. Like, I literally spent $19.99 to own it so I could watch them in Dubai or Abu Dhabi whenever Abu I Abu Dhabi like do. It. No. <laughs> Abu Dhabi don't. You, we all make mistakes and it's okay. I forgive you. But that mistake is still oddly comforting. Of course, because it's, I mean, even a, a bad day with your best friends is a great day. Yes, like, even, like, a, like, like, lukewarm Thanksgiving dinner is still scrumptious. Still got gravy. Yes. So that's how I feel about Sex in the City too. It's still got gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite Sex in the City character? Yeah, no, I, I can't do that. Uh, but yes, I you can, can. No, I can't. Yeah. Because I think, I think the perfect person is a hybrid of all four. You just fucking pick a character. I can't and I won't. I think <laughs> I, I have strong opinions. I think we're all the carry of our own lives, right? But I think that show really is about one woman who is all of those things. That's existential, and I'm here for it. Thank you. Um, I think Carrie is selfish and annoying. I, it's always about her. She cheats on her her significant others. <laughs> Can't have this conversation. She's whiny. Um, I think Charlotte kind of has a stick up her ass. Samantha's a little over the top. I am team Miranda. I would understand that. I think on a day to day, if I had to choose someone who I was most like, it would be a Miranda. Same. You know, like when we were, I mean, like back when Sex and the City was airing and people would have like shirts like I'm a Carrie, I'm a Charlotte. Yes. No one ever wanted to be Miranda. And I'm like, I do. Miranda stands the test of time because she has a 401k. True. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? That's I, why we all want to be her now is because she survived the recession. Yeah. She's doing fine. She is totally doing fine. And her and Steve are no longer together. Definitely That's not. He definitely. always annoyed me. Come on, Miranda. I know. That's a good, that is good. I've worked on it for going on 20 years now. Well, yeah. I'm impressed by that. Thank who was you. Who was your favorite? Um, I didn't even expect to talk about Sex and the City. I understand, but, but I could. I can, I, I can always do it. I don't think it's a leap that if you and I get in a room together, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I loved um Aiden. Aiden's good, except I'm sorry, he was a shady mofo in the second movie. In the and second that, movie, I don't even consider him there. And that really upset me. That it, looked, that was like a fever dream. That didn't happen. It really bothered me. I literally I the day I just had my engagement party this past weekend yes. and what I did like up until when I left the house is I watched Sex and City 2. So it's fresh in my mind right now. That's so funny. And the whole Aiden thing just upset me all over again. I refuse to believe that that was real in the, in the story arc of them, that that was not. I just, I don't like that. I didn't like that then. But I liked when he talked. Remember he was, he made furniture out of the wood and he said the flaws are the best part. Totally. So I really That like, got you. I like that for Carrie. I've never been a big, big fan. I really like Big. Is he the but- type of guy you'd be with? It's not the type of guy I am with. <laughs> I think a big would scare me. Um, probably. You know, I've never been with like a big type. You know, I've dated like casually dated big types, but never I was never in a serious relationship with anyone like that. Hmm. I'm too much of a control freak, I think. Yeah. Ding, ding. Me too. You're in a relationship. I met. Uh, no. <laughs> I thought you were. No. I met someone with you when we did the Halloween fest. Oh, Yes. <laughs> but but I'm you know I'm seeing a lot of people you know but uh, because I was I was in a long relationship how long ten years and oh, then man. yeah you know and 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 we're really good friends and and he's dating and I'm dating and we're happy we just when did you guys break up about oh, about a year and a half ago are you actually really happy for each other like people? swear to God he was telling me about his new boyfriend uh, last night and I was saying stay at the Palm Springs house and I swear to you we just want the best for each other but it just didn't it just ran its course you yeah. know that it happens it, it does happen yeah especially when we were younger. Right? Because this this maturity, this thing happens between twenty and forty where you sort of fine you sort of fine tune who you are, what you want, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, right? Great. So I have nine more years to completely change my identity and ruin my relationship. Are you thirty one? Yeah. Mm, no, you're you you but you also have been through some stuff, so you're sort of well done. You know what I mean? And he's he's the forties, so well about to be forty. So it's like yeah. he got I, also, it I met him and I really like you two together. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. So what is your type then? <laughs> Um, funny. Yeah, that's number one. That is numero freaking uno. Because let me tell you how many hot people the next day you're like, ugh, ugh gone. Oh my God. And then they like, on their Instagrams, they like hashtag headshot, hashtag LA life, hashtag. hashtag LA life is yeah, like, it just, can I block that? Hot people always do that because they're always trying to be actors or like whatever. And they always, and they trick you with the hashtags because they'll do like the dot, dot, dot. And like, you know. Do the enter space, the return the- space, and then all of a sudden a million of those hashtags, and I'm like, die. So <laughs> anyone that does all that is not my type. Totally. Got it? I get that. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're just casually dating. I am. How do you fucking have time? Let me just hold on. Because normally when I introduce a guest, it's very simple. They kind of just do one thing. And then I was reading up on you because yeah. I, I met you a few times, but I like you do so much. And so I wanted to just get everything in. Okay, go. Okay, let me just brag about you right now. Okay, so you are a TV host 
and an author. Yes. You started off as Ross the Intern on The Tonight Show, Jay Leno, which is baller as fuck. Yes, 18 years ago. That's insane. Yes. When I was introduced to you, like, as a fan and viewer, that was when you were on the Chelsea Handler show as a judge. Chelsea Lately. Yeah, Chelsea Lately. I think I was in high school when that was running, or like 17 or 18 or something like that. Yes, probably. Then you've also been a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race for yes. what four or five years? No, it, but I've done nine seasons because we've shot two more. So, um, uh, including All Stars, it'll be nine seasons. Oh God, are you make that bank? Yeah, mm-hmm. you host for E Live. I see that all the time when yeah. you do the red carpet uh-huh. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now you're gonna have your own fucking HGTV show. Well, we're what? shooting a spe- yeah, we're shooting this special that could become a series, but it's called "I Bought You a House," and it just was an- announced. And I congratulations, thank you so much. It's a really fun show. It's like House Hunters with heart. It's really fun and funny and spontaneous. But I love. Listen, you can't put yourself in a box, right? You're all things. 100%. And when I started on TV, I was 21 living in the dorms, really starting on Leno. So okay, you- wait, can I ask you real fast yeah, about no, that? Like, anything. did you know, how did the whole Jay Leno thing happen? Like, did you know you were going to be on camera? No. I, I loved pop culture. I loved entertainment. I loved celebrities. But I grew up in the little farm town in Washington State as far away as you could get from from really from here. And so I would think about Hollywood like this, like it was Mars, you know? Yeah. And then when I came for college, I thought, well, I want to be near Hollywood. So I went to college in the Inland Empire, 909. Oh, shit. Like, people who don't know, it's about 45 minutes outside of LA. Like, yeah. it is another planet. It's like, their, their best, like, restaurant is, like, Red Robin. No, so. we had Chili's. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, and then I um I got, randomly, I got, I just met someone who knew someone who knew someone who got this internship on The Tonight Show. I was still in college, uh, and I just delivered mail. I worked for free, no sitting, long hours, driving in, still doing class. And it was tough. And then, uh, but I just started asking writers and producers and the person who pulled the cord that made the curtain open. I just wanted to know every part of television because I love how it's put together. And then one day, a comic dropped out of covering the Ocean's Eleven premiere, which is how long ago it was. Oh my gosh. That's the the Ridge. The Ridge. Oh, wow. In 2001. And they said, (gasps) you know, one of the writers who I talked to goes, you know who's funny is Ross... Uh, in the hallway and they were like the intern so they brought me in and they sent me to go shoot it and they were like we may not even air it just go ask whatever you want just go have fun and then you know did you interview anyone cool there? Everybody. George Clooney. All of them. Everybody. Go fuck yourself. And it was crazy. And it was so good that before that even aired, they asked me to do another one. And before that aired, they asked me to go to the Olympics. And then I've never, 18 years later. That is cool. Isn't that great? Like that's a cool Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. But don't you think, I think everyone who's has the chance to get some quote fame unquote has has the way they got in that's just uniquely mine but it's kind of fascinating yours is better than most people's <laughs> i'd say your story is a little more entertaining it feel it's more rewarding when you listen to it yeah you know some people are like well you know my parents you know i grew up in la and you know my parents knew this person and i started you know i worked at like you know you know their studio and then i ended up you know it's not as uplifting and mm-hmm. um climactic as yours uh i'll accept that answer thank you very much yeah I, um it is fascinating and but you know the whole time when it was happening rather than like thinking omg or being scared i was so delusional uh, when it was happening i was 21 i thought oh this is how it's gonna happen the thing i felt my whole life oh yeah. this makes sense you know totally it, just, it was just like I, logical ross that's how i felt when i was serving crispy chicken at sir and yeah. they put me on a show i was like that 
That's right. Now that's what I, 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 this is how it's happening. This is how it's, it's going to go funny. down. Like yeah. I had just graduated from college and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like I need to go get a real job. I can't just keep serving at this restaurant. And then like a day later, they're like, we're going to do a show. And I'm like, yeah. But, but doesn't that feel like when it's right, when you don't even question it, when you just feel like. Just written oh. in the stars. It's like when you meet your person too and you go, oh, uh, th- oh I just met this, you. This is, yeah, totally. I agree. Did you feel that? For which one? Both. Well, nah. Now, did you feel this now? For my fiance? Yes. No, it took us like a good five to six months of casually dating. Really? Yeah, I had just gotten out of, we both actually just gotten out of like on and off relationships. And I went out with him and we both saw other people and I was wanting to like be single and he was wanting to be single. And then after like five months, we were kind of like, the fuck are we doing? We like each other so much. Like, let's not like force this separation. And then it kind of just happened. No Cinderella story. It was just very like mature and what it was. It was the opposite of how every other relationship I've been in. Normally, I start dating someone and they move into my apartment in like two weeks. I understand that. So, <laughs> so actually, this is really interesting for n- n- not to make this about me, but it's an interesting perspective of where I am right now. Because if, if you're thinking like, well, it's just not, oh my God, it's just not there. Like, and where is that moment where it's like, yes, you're my person. Not every relationship works that way. Did you feel guilty about dating other people? people when you were dating other people does that make sense no because we were honest yeah it was very like we didn't lie to each other so like we were honest about everything and I think because both of us knew that we just got out of situations like rushing into something would have just been like me like transferring old feelings to someone new I think I can only equate it to like going to a buffet which I do there's a casino in Palm Springs and I have a membership card and so it was free but I get two dollars off the buffet <laughs> and I, you know I live in Palm Springs and so you go and it's like well okay well I don't know if I want the egg roll or the turkey breast but I'm gonna yeah. have a little of each yeah and you then want when a I bite go- of everything yeah but so when I go back for my second round I'm gonna commit to one thing that is an excellent analogy. Thank you very much. That's totally what a fairy tale Bo and I's relationship is. <laughs> yeah. It's a buffet. That's it is. that's how it was. Yeah. Would you buy a t-shirt for $50 if you knew it only cost $7 to make? Fuck no. And you know who else wouldn't? Meghan Markle. That's how I found out about this brand, Everlane. Meghan freaking Markle. Okay, Everlane makes quality clothes for a fraction of the price because there are no traditional markups and they're using the finest materials. They want you to know what you're paying for and why. So they tell you their real costs and are radically transparent about every step in their process from the materials they use to the ethical factories they work with. I'm not kidding you. I found out about Everlane because I look up what Meghan Markle wears all the time and she was wearing an Everlane dress and I'm like, cool, need that. Awesome. But I love that Everlane has just lots of essentials for your wardrobe, like a regular, you know, cotton t-shirt that you, that is classic, that you need, that you're going to want to wear all of the time. There's no trendy pieces. It's pieces that are going to last and it's for a fraction of the price. And right now you can check out their personalized collection at everlane.com slash Stassi. Plus you'll get free shipping on your first order. So that's everlane.com slash Stassi, everlane.com slash Stassi.
I actually like I like to explain to people like please don't like feel like when you're dating because everyone's like how do I find Mr. Right? How do I find people my dream are, person? That's the universal question, right? That everyone's but looking for that. But they expect it to be like this you meet and instantly you guys feel like you're destined to be each other and it's like not very realistic. Hmm. So Isn't that interesting. Yeah, so what? You're dating like four or five people? You're just rotating them right now? <laughs> Ross Matthews fetish is gratitude. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody's interested, I'm interested. I, well, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm, uh, it's the first time in my life when I was, I didn't get really into a relationship till I was 28 because mm-hmm. I got on TV at 21 and then I just wasn't thinking about it. I yeah. was so busy. Um, and then, and then I was in a relationship for 10 years. And so then it's the first time I've ever been single and confident enough to be dating. Right. Uh, um, so I, I'm just. Are you like on apps? I actually did try the Tinder. I met somebody on Tinder. The Tinder. The t- <laughs> I really thought I, th- I I never could do that. I could never put my face on an app because you know not that I'm Angelina Jolie. Because you're like a people, celeb. Well, people know who I am. And then I just sort of thought, who cares? You know, it's 2019. I live in the same world as everybody else. What do I care about? Yeah. You know, why be ashamed of that? So I did, and I met somebody, and they were they're fun. So I was on an app. Which one? I did the, the famous whole, purple person one. That whole Raya thing. I got kicked off twice. Should I try that? It's douchey. That's what I'm worried it's about. It's so douchey. Because let me tell you what I don't want. I want someone who I can talk about the news about, not that who I can talk about the industry about. Or Right. You know what I mean? Right. So well, I'm worried Raya, I, I mean, I don't know. I've also been out of it for a while. So I just feel like it's a bunch of like 18-year-old Instagram hoes. I'm good then. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. I want like a banker. That's ideal. <laughs> right. Um, not mad at that. Uh-huh. What about the league or something? Who? Isn't that? No. I'm getting What's the no. league. That's, that's, a, that app. that's another app. There's too many now. Why don't we start a banker app for bankers who want to find non-bankers? Oh. Um, mm-hmm. If you, like, you have to be working in finance in like a really cool financey job. And you want an artist. Ready? So it's, yes. it's money minds for creative minds. Boom. I can't name that right now. I don't know. Boom. But, but that's a good idea. That's it. Money minds for creative minds. It's pe- you know, money people who want to be matched up with really entertaining yeah. people. Like, It's a great idea. Let's start it. And okay. then we'll retire in like six months. That's the goal. <laughs> Ding dong. Pull a fucking Kylie Jenner. Never have to show yourself on TV again. That's all I ever want. Even I, though I'm grateful for everything I have. I know. But- <laughs> I say it all the time, too. I'm like, God, Kylie Jenner really knocked it out of the park. <laughs> well, you know, I live life like a retired person, a sing- uh, active senior in Palm Springs. So my whole goal is to retire. By- my goal was 40. Now it's 50. Yeah. And I'm just going to go disappear. That's that the idea. is really the goal. That is. Yeah. And which is, you know, it's really weird that you say that since we kind of do similar things um, where we have to be on and we have to be like entertaining and we're sitting here complaining about the fact that we have to do that. Not (laughs) complaining. Did we just choose the wrong careers? It's not complaining. It's about, I so love this, right? I love this gig. I love, um, someone told me when I first started, if you can get a job being yourself, you'll be employed for the rest of your life, right? Well, let's hope so. But I'm... it is about giving yourself constantly. So that, you yeah. know, it's, um, it is not construction. It's not brain surgery. It's a great job, but it does take a lot of your heart and your soul, right? It's all really personal because you are the product you're selling it, right? Yeah. And so, um, even though it doesn't feel like you're selling, but it, it is that. And so I think it is exhausting. And at a certain point, um, I don't, I don't want to, I want to make sure my self-worth doesn't get wrapped up in my, my value. 
Totally. Do Makes you th- sense. Do you think that you're a good friend? Yes, I know I am. See, I feel like I'm failing as a friend because since I feel like I'm on all the time and having to be out there, when I finally am like not working, I just want to be alone at home. Hmm. You know what I mean? And like I it takes a lot for me to like be like, yeah, okay, let's go to dinner and do something with people. Like it, it's hard Mm. for me. And I've like noticed, I'm like, I think I'm a shitty friend right now. I think that like I owe some people some texts and phone calls and like to offer to take them to lunch. So I was wondering if you felt that like that, that you were like that in any way. Um, I think it's insight. I think the fact that you're even thinking that makes you a good friend, right? Because you're being insightful and you're out of your own self. Okay. About it. Okay. So I'm not a demon. You're not a demon. <laughs> but maybe you should call people and, and text people back. But, you know, it, I don't think it's exclusive to people in our position. I think everybody, you know, we all have stuff going on, whether it's like a sick relative or a tough job or something that takes a lot of your focus, you know? Yeah. So sometimes you can't be all things to everybody. And then think of like now I feel like even more of an asshole. There are people with like sick yeah, family members. And that's why they can't be a good friend. Yes. I can't be a good friend because I'm podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. I am just an asshole. Do you really think that your friends think that? Do you really think that about yourself? Um, I think they know that I'm a little bit of a loner. Mm. Like, I think they know. But I also don't require that much in return from friends. Like, when I see them, it's the best ever. When I when we want to talk, if somebody texts me that I needed, they needed me, of course, I would be there. But I'm not somebody that's like, let's hang out every day, you know, mm. or like, let's constantly be in contact. I'm not really a big texter. I'm not, you know, big on the phone. I'm I'm big on solitude. <laughs> see, I'm a smotherer. I'm, I like, I'm like a burrito. I like it smothered. I'm a helicopter friend. I, I, I know what's going on with everybody. I have an opinion. One of my best friends is here. I, I have an opinion about everything. And everybody's, you know, I'm there. I'm, I'm, That's great. I wish I want to be more like that. Yeah. My friend's brains would explode if I all of a sudden became a helicopter friend. They wouldn't know what to do with I themselves. I think they know what they're getting into with you. I think you're doing just fine. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. This feels like therapy right now. <laughs> Not going to lie. I feel I, very vulnerable all I, of a sudden. And I don't know if people know this because I always think people listening picture where you are. So when I do my podcast, Straight Talk, we're we're in my guest room in my in my house and it's very intimate. This podcast, you have couches in here. It does feel like a therapy session. It's very- It does. Actually, this is, yeah, it's therapist chic, this room. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I totally see that. The way they're positioned and everything. It's sort of like, dimly lit. Do I feel like I could tell you anything? Yeah, if only we had some fucking wine. <laughs> Shit, I failed. I think there's a CVS or something down there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting uh, fingers over there. Yeah. Okay, so you, out of all the things that you talk about, I mean, you talk about like entertainment, you talk about pop culture, and you were saying in your podcast that like, you were there for it was something I was reading like about if you just need advice as a friend or need to be slapped or yeah so we it's called straight talk yeah and it, it really is the best friend I say the gay best friend you wish you had and you know you need but it really is the best friend you wish you had and know you need so you're even that great of a friend that your podcast is about being a fucking great friend yeah and it's also <sighs> so, and I have my best friends around me it's CJ uh, Nikki Boyer and uh, Fagsy Malone uh, right. who's here shout out 
out to Fagsy Malone, who's in the room right now. Mm-hmm. They are my best friends. And what's, what our show has turned from is, was it started as sort of like, because I come from the world of E! and everything, was a, a show about my view on pop culture to a really a reality show of everything going on in our lives. We play right. games with our storylines going on with all of us. It's you, like Howard Stern. It's exactly like Howard Stern, how he has his hand on the wheel, but there are these peripheral people. Love that. Yes. And so it's really turned into that. And, uh, and now we do live shows all over the country and people love And you guys the- all get to go together? Yeah. That's so fun. And the, the audience loves the co-hosts as much as me, if not more than me. They love them. And, and it really has just evolved into what it is. But also we talk about what challenges us all the time. Like the, what you're talking about being a friend is right. an important conversation to have. We're having these kind of conversations all the time about struggling to be our best selves, struggling through divorces or breakups or single them. Right, um, and it's just so universal. And then we get emails from people who have questions, and we we try to be there for them. It's the thing about podcasting is it's so intimate. Yeah, we're sitting in this room, and you and I are having this really intimate, real conversation. People put these little earbuds or AirPods in their ear, and they they are here with us. Yeah, I, because I listen to so many podcasts. It's I get how intimate it is. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. What we do is, it's nuts. And if I were to actually like think about that while I'm doing it, I'd probably clam up and not be able to like finish a sentence. Well, I listen to Howard Stern every every day and it's important to me. Those are my friends, even though I, I mean, I've been on the show, but I don't really know them. Yeah. So, have you been on? You've been on the Howard Stern Twice. show? Twice. I can't even believe cool. it. Cool. I know. I can't even believe that I did it. I know. Wait, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a moment. He's incredible because he like, he's, you think you're, he's going to be like Dracula. Yeah. You know, and just so intimidating. And he's, he just has the most blue eyes and he's like wearing casual clothes and he just looks at you like you're fascinating. So I remember both times I was on that show, I thought to myself, you are so fascinating, Ross. And then you listen back and you're not that fascinating, but you just feel like he just pulls it out of you. You just feel so interesting. Oh my gosh. I'm so jealous of this experience. Mm Who do I need to blow right now to get on Howard Stern? You would be a great guest on Howard. You know why? I don't know if I would. Why? No, I think you would because there's no walls for you, right? You're just, and even uh, Mr. Malone is over here nodding his head. You, uh, That's kind. You, Thanks. You're just so truthful and honest and like... um. When you asked me if I was a good friend, that's such an insightful question that I've never asked anybody. And I thought to myself in that moment, like, oh, she's good. Oh, thanks. I'm going to pat myself on the back. It's a great question. I've never asked anybody that. Are you a good friend? That's a really great question. I don't think it's like a secret that I want to have kids. I talk about it all the time. I was even like, thinking I was going to get pregnant this last summer, but I don't really know a lot about fertility. And when you think about it, okay, most people, they've thought about like their next step in their career or their relationship. But what about planning for a baby? Because listen, women are having children later in life, but biology hasn't freaking changed. So we need the tools to understand the future of our fertility. So I just got into modern fertility. It's a quick and easy hormone test that you can take at home. Whether you're thinking about like trying to have a baby sometime soon, or you just want to know your options 
questions for the future. And the results come within 10 days and you get a personalized dashboard that gives you the insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. So I think it's just important, even if you don't want to have a baby sometime soon, to kind of just have the knowledge of what your body is going through and what the possibilities are for you. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Stasi. So that's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Stasi. Modernfertility.com slash Stasi. Well, now I'm just going to switch to something a little more superficial. Go. Do you prefer to talk about entertainment or fashion? Anything. What's your favorite, though? <laughs> Between the two, um, entertainment. Because I I feel like I have a PhD in pop culture. Yeah. And I feel like I like what I like when it comes to fashion. Right? Okay. Because I think the fashion world can be really snooty. And 100 freaking percent. Right. The worst times that I've ever had have been when I've flown out to New York for Fashion Week. <laughs> yes. And I think that world thinks a lot of times that they're better. And sometimes I'm sorry, but an H&M pant that you get for $14.99 goes really well with some high-end something else. You can mix high and low. Who sets the rules? I hate that about the fashion industry. That is an art. Fashion is an art. So it's so judgy for an art. Think of another art. Think about going into a museum where other artists look at the art and go, that just doesn't happen like it is in the fashion world. That's so true. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I feel like, because did you see that Zach Posen is closed out, closed his doors? I feel like this might be a shift into like something new, Mm. then that like might start happening for more designers of that caliber because shutting down. Yes. Yes. Because are people really buying that? They're not because I mean, I'll buy a a handbag or like expensive shoes, but like (laughs) my clothes are just from like, Wherever, where this? Because let me tell you, you know, you, you know why I buy. If I spend money, it's on shoes, sunglasses, bags, or cologne, because all of those things fit. Whatever, <laughs> whatever weight I am, that's they, why I have a shoe room. They always fit. I definitely don't have a bathing suit room. It's like I have three <laughs> swimsuits. Yeah. That's it. That uh-huh. I just rotate. And I think that's why. I think the fact that people across the country can walk into an H and M or walk into a Zara or a Forever Twenty One or something. Um, and of course, there are issues with fast fashion. You talk about ethically what's going on, how it's made, all of that. Right. But it is accessible and it's cheap. Yes. And and fashion, uh, I think a lot of those designers just sort of price themselves out at some point, right? Real people can't buy that stuff. I know. I wonder this. I mean, yes. if I mean, we're not even buying head to toe designer stuff. Do no. you know what I mean? Like how. Can most people do that? So I just feel like Zach Posen to me, I was like shook the other day and I was just like, what if this is the start? It's like a, it's like a horrible sci-fi movie. What if this is the start of like some I think we'll, we'll, that... no, we'll survive not having a Zach Post in store, but I think it is indicative of what's happening in the economy, right? Right. If you want to go down that lane, that's a whole other I don't, conversation. I, I don't. Okay, great. Actually, <laughs> I didn't I, think so. I would like to keep my sponsors <laughs> right now. So yes, I, I'm going to not give any political opinions at all. I've learned my lesson. You have. Okay. Don't you find it hard in this client? Because I have the same thing. You know, when I came up from the Leno. <laughs> I don't find it hard to keep my mouth shut anymore. No. Oh, you know, because I, I grew up with that, that Leno school of thought, which was, you know, and, and, and it really had, it worked for Jay, which was like, make it, make fun of each side. You know, Jay always told me, don't tell the audience where you lie politically because you'll piss half of them off. Totally. Um, I find it harder and harder and harder to do that in this climate. I think history is going to look at us and we've sort of like, I would like to have planted my flag somewhere. I understand, but we also um, have to 
put a roof over our heads. <laughs> and um, I'll accept that answer. <laughs> and that's actually my number one concern okay. at this point. People don't need to hear my my opinions anyway. Every, well, you know, you can tell. I'm sorry. Everyone's just not saying what we're all thinking. But at least we're all pretty much thinking the same thing. <laughs> okay. I, I, and, and that's I all hope that's, we are. I think that's all we're going to talk about. That's, that's thumbs up from everybody. Great. Thumbs up. That's all I'm going to go with that. Where they're, why don't we, let's, you know what? Let's just switch. Let's just switch. <laughs> okay. Got it. This is, this is, this is, let's talk a little bit about Angelina Jolie. Oh. Did you read today? Do you follow, like, do you, like, look up every day? Like, yeah, but I've been busy today. What, what, what? Oh, well, the first thing I do in the morning is go on Daily Mail before anything. Wait, what, what, what's going on with Angela Jolie? Well, I want to know so bad. No, she's not dying or anything. Um, <laughs> no, she just did this interview with, I think, Harper's Bazaar, talking about how she wants to move out of the country oh. <laughs> across the seas, but that she's not because Brad won't let her and wants to keep the kids here in L.A., so, and, okay, for starters, I just went in my head, where does Angelina Jolie live? Because, you know, a lot of these stars, they're New York or L.A., right? She's, and my, she's L.A. Well, where is she? How come I, we never see her? I think Los Feliz. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Are you serious? That's close to me. Is she really? I never would have thought that. Yeah. So she's one you never see at a Starbucks. But, like, on Daily Mail, I do. Like, there are always paparazzi photos that are, like, coming out of a fucking toy store or, like, Whole Foods. And I'm like, what? Do you think she goes to, like, Costco and Atwater Village? You think so? Y'all, we have connections. I'm sure we could probably find her. I met her one time, and I said something to her, and it made her laugh. I don't remember what it was, but I just remember that she laughed. And she was so, like, um, she was almost fragile. Like, she was really tiny. I could see that. Right? Um, but it made me feel really good. And and she had like this really warmth about her though. That makes me happy. Yes. And I thought she was going to be like alien. You know, some Cold. sometimes you meet these celebrities. I'm not going to name names, but some are um, frozen souls and right. some are real people. Right. Right. After this podcast, please tell me who the frozen souls are. Oh my God. I There's am, one in particular I can't wait to tell you. I am a dying to know. Do you have like a story that you could tell me without well, even you giving know, the name? I have the new book coming out, which is yes, called Yes, I wanted to say that too. Well, yeah. It's called Name Drop. And we I tell just about every story in that book. It comes out in February, but it's available for pre order now, name drop book.com and it's the really good celebrity stories I usually only tell at happy hour and right. so it, it's like the stuff I would tell you off the air but I kind of tell you on the air right uh, in the book so so no little teaser well I mean the stories are so crazy from uh, when I met Celine Dion or I um I saw Liza Minnelli on the street one day and which is like rarer than seeing Bigfoot. did you attack her no but I followed her into a restaurant and ordered soup just so I could watch her and then I finally did meet her um to Lady Gaga to uh, Barbara Walters and I have this like thing um, like it's good or it's bad yes it's bad it's both okay mm -hmm. and I was really almost the first male co-host of The View so this is kind of I just watched the morning show last night oh my god I'm totally on for episode four wait it didn't come out yet oh I finished episode three so I'm waiting for episode four okay well I didn't know that they were releasing them like that and then all of a sudden Bo and I are watching in the where it's the end of three and I'm like what the fuck what the, what the actual fuck? So the, Where's a, the next one? That's what I'm saying. So when does it come out? I don't know. It's good, right? It's so good. Jennifer Aniston's great. Great. Okay, so basically you are like the morning show with Barbara Walters. You were going to be her first male co-host and what she said no? Um, so it's in the book, uh, but I'll. this will be an exclusive. No one knows this story. Okay. So I'll sort of. I'll sort of tease you a Look bit. at me. Just hardcore journalism right yes. now with this podcast. So I, I was... I didn't even, the first experience on The View did not go well. Barbara Walters was not gracious to me. 
Okay. I made peace with it. Right. And I understand it. So this is not me throwing her under the bus. Okay. Okay. Uh, but then I go back and it turns out they're auditioning me when like Rosie left and like Sherry and Jenny were there and all these people. And I kind of, not kind of, I was told like the job is yours. Right. This we're, is literally like the morning show right now. I'm, yeah. I'm shook. Okay. We're, you're going to be the first and um, uh, don't sign anything else. We're telling the network. We've all made the decision. Um, so get on your plane. I had to go to San Francisco to uh, be in the uh, gay pride parade there. Uh, and uh, we'll see you in New York. And then when I got, I ordered, I even splurged for Wi-Fi because I'm like the co-host of the, you know, I can afford it. Oh my God. Go, go in flight. Shout out. It was go, go in flight. <laughs> and I... <laughs> <laughs> and I like I, I was laying there. I was thinking, and I was like, "Oh my god, champagne! It's free, right? It's free. Put some coast on the view. What do I care?" <gasps> and I sign into GoGo, and I check, and I refresh, and of course, you go to TMZ because what you do. And the head story was Sherry, Jenny, Bill Getty, exec producer. Everyone fired at the View. They're cleaning house, and so all the people who had told me, "Oh my gosh," <laughs> that they had just hired me. We're all fired that, that afternoon. really depressing. So I was on the plane and I just thought, oh my God, it's gone. Like it just left. It just left. It you, just... you had it for like a good few hours and then it just left. Yeah. And nobody ever called to say it's not happening. It just was. You just had to find out from TMZ and then that was it. That was it. That, I'm not even going to tell you. Well, it was an honor to almost got it. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not into those. Like, yeah. it was an honor to be nominated. No, you want to win. You want to win. You want to win. Yeah. But like, wow. Yeah. So we talk. I mean, the details of that story that nobody. And it's not like I could tell anybody because you don't want to be that person that does that. But yeah. Now looking back, you can sort of find the lesson in that, which is like, it's not your. It doesn't define you as a human. It's not your value. And there, there's beautiful things after something like that. But in that moment, on that plane, it was tough. You could still do it again. The view is still around. Yeah, I think I think at some point they should have mix up some voices up there. You know, it'd be nice to like I've, I've got a strong female voice. I'd love to add it. To <laughs> I would love that. I think that's just so doable for you. It would like, be fun. And I do love my politics, like I, I'm telling you, which we're not talking about, but I do love them. Right. Yeah. I feel like you would be perfect. How many years ago was that? What was that? 2014, probably? Okay. Mm -hmm. Listen, 15, you're you're 14. young. You you have <laughs> you have time. It could happen. Yeah. I could see this happening. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So no thoughts on Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. I, it makes me feel like Brad Pitt's kind of a monster, oh. but then I kind of think Angelina Jolie is a monster. No, here's the deal. Neither one of them are monsters. They're both parents of kids, and this happens all the time. I mean, how many of us have friends who, like my friend Bethy, she lives in London She because her husband lives in London. They just got separated. And she doesn't want to live in London, but she has to now until the kids are 18. Like it just is part – once you make God, a deal to have kids, so bad. you're just kind of stuck there. And if one parent doesn't want to leave, you, what are you going to do? It's yeah. just the way it works. I really never want to get divorced. <laughs> right? I can't – we both – me and my fiancé both come from a family of where our parents have both been divorced three times each. Oh, wow. So like I'm so – we were so groomed with divorce that I think we're so scared of it. And I'm really hoping that that has made us like people that it's like it skips a generation. But also, <laughs> doesn't it feel so good right now in the space where you are where it's like 
that big mystery of who will I be with? What is my life? That limbo, right? It's sort of solved. Does that feel great? It feels wonderful, but it also makes me gain weight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and don't you think it always does whenever you get to that spot? I've always gained weight. I'm happier, but like I really miss being single when I was just trying to look my best all the time. No, you look that, great. And that like, was fun. Those were some good times. No, those were some good like jeans and blouses. Like, but what's great now is that you can have that glass of wine, you can have that pasta, you can do this because you guys are doing it together and you're like a little nesting. Yeah, I know. It's but cute. it's 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 cute. And yes, it is it, there's a safety to it. There's just like such a safety to being at that this point in the relationship where it's like, oh, one thing at least I figured out, like one thing in my life I've figured out, now on to all the rest that I need to like figure out. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, most some people never figure out anything. That's sad. <laughs> I know, but it's true. That is depressing. Don't, I mean, don't you, I'm looking around the room here and thinking about people listening. Do people really though? I mean, I feel like everyone thinks they have it figured, I mean, to a certain degree. I used to think I had it figured out. That's a good point. When I was younger, I felt like I had it figured out. Yes. I knew everything. And the older I get, the more I'm like, what the fuck? I have, I have nothing figured out. That's very, very true. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The wiser we get, the what, is more... It, is it wisdom or is it openness or what is it? I, I don't know what it is, but you do start thinking, maybe I don't know what yeah. I, I used to think I knew. I hate going bra shopping. It is the absolute worst. It makes me feel bad about myself. And I always just end up quickly buying like a bra that doesn't fit correctly because I just don't feel like having someone poke me and like look at me naked, whatever. Um, that is why I'm really into third love because when you go to their website, you can take a fit finder quiz so you can figure out exactly what type of shape and they have over 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, because sometimes you're not just a 34D. Maybe you're a 34, like, I don't know, D plus. So you don't have to go to a store and deal with the hassle, all of that. All you have to do is go to the website and it takes literally 60 seconds to take this quiz. And even better is that when it arrives at your door, you have 60 days to wear it wash it even and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. So like how freaking great is that? So you can feel good about actually the bras that you're buying. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash Stassi now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Stassi for 15% off today. I get so angry when people are like, I miss season one Stassi. I miss that. She's such a bitch. She just said what she thought. And I'm like, people grow up and people learn from their mistakes. It sucks. It's not fun. I wish I could still just be like a 23-year-old asshole. Like, I wish. <laughs> it was so much fun. But like, you have to like, at some point mature and learn like, mm, probably shouldn't act that way. And that people like get really disappointed when I'm not mean. Well, and also, I mean, there were cameras on you at 23, right? There were cameras on me at 21. Yeah. And so you're sort of defined by that. And then suddenly you find yourself as a 30 year old human and you're, you, you've learned the lessons and you've gone through it. And sometimes when you do it with a camera, it's like a magnifying glass that you sort of learn yeah. faster and quicker. 
uh, but people know you as that. And so they, they define you one way when you're way past that. And I would imagine shooting your show when it would be like six months to a year ahead of time, like things would happen and people would see what happened to you eight months ago. And you must have thought like, oh, I don't even care about that anymore. Uh, yes, that's I'm still going through that. Season nine starts airing, I think, in January right. or season eight. And it is weird because like we're still like, you know, obviously doing interviews and stuff like that. And I'm like, I still have to talk about this shit. I'm like, this happened back in June. I give zero fucks. <laughs> and then it's going to air and then everyone's going to have an opinion about it. And I'm going to be like, really? What is that? Like, is that therapeutic at all to sort of rehash it from a no from a far off point of view, or is it not at all? No. It's not therapeutic. I, and in fact, I think it's more it's annoying to just bring shit up again that you've already figured out because then people see it from a I don't like to say like edited because it's like it's fair. Do you know what I mean? Like our show is pretty fair, I think. Yes. Um, I don't like to blame editing for anything, but you do only see a little bit of every of like the scenes. Yes. So people are seeing just technically an edited version of it. And depending on whatever music, oh, you know, they want to play over it. <laughs> depends that. It's always the music, does it? That's going to like help tell the audience how to feel or like what, who to side with. And then sometimes it just starts a whole new fight because it's like, oh, wait, I, I didn't see it from this side. And it might not actually even be truthful. You know what I mean? I mean, that, I, I'm trying hard. I don't no, know. No, it, it makes complete sense. And I'm just thinking about it from our list, the listener's point of view. Like, imagine if you had a, a fight with your coworker, a husband, eight months ago. That it seemed really important in the moment, right? But yeah. Of course, you've worked through it. Of course, you're over it. Yes. Imagine if they had like security cam footage showing it and put play. You would and be like, we, "What were we even talking about? I don't remember." Yes, I know. Bo called me today because he was doing interviews, and he's like, "Hey, what did we get in a fight about after Jax's birthday party before <laughs> this?" He's like, I can't remember. And I'm like, I can't remember. I was like, I think we were wasted. And he's like, but what was it? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, I think I'm just going to say it's this. I'm like, fine, whatever you want. But like, mm -hmm. I, I don't remember. Is that so weird? Yeah, it is. So very... how do you reconcile that? How do you make sense of that? I think I'm so used to it because this podcast was supposed to be about you. I'm sorry that I'm talking about myself so much. Don't worry you about just it. really do feel therapist like. <laughs> Did I? No, it's good. I mean, but it's, it's an interesting conversation, something I've never. Well, I mean, I guess I've thought about, but I've never had someone sitting here that I could ask them about. What I think I'm just used to it. I mean, I, I was my early 20s when I started doing this, and it's my actual group of best friends and my actual boyfriends that have been on it. And yeah. so it's like, it. I don't know any other way at this point. You know, it's almost probably for you too, like a... Um a journal or like a photo album, the old school photo albums. It is. Where people put actual pictures in it. It is. Right? Yeah. Um, because do you ever go back and watch season one or season two and like think about that? Girl? I have to be like really drunk. <laughs> and so, but sometimes I have just for shits and giggles for fun. And I'm Oof. like, oh my God. Good times. I Good times. I can't watch those early Ross the Intern pieces because it makes me so nervous for that kid. It makes me nervous for him. Really? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. But like knowing how successful you are now, you are now, like you you don't go back and just like feel like, oh. No, I, it's not that I don't have that thing where, oh, I don't like my ears or this or people can't watch himself. I just get nervous for him. I, it's not, That's really cute. Yeah. Do you talk about this in therapy? No. I should. Yeah. Or at least on your podcast, you should talk about this. I've never talked. I've never said that out loud, but it's really, truly how I feel. Yeah. What is your most, like, what was the moment in your career that you felt like, oh, my God, this was my, 
this is my favorite thing that's happened to me thus far. Like this, like if I had to get hit by a bus tomorrow. Oh yeah, I know exactly what. what? It was winning the Emmy for the first time for Drag Race because I had covered the Emmys and all the award shows for, you know, 15 years, 16 years. And I had never been inside, never used the bathroom inside, you know, and we got to, to go in there and then to feel that thing that I had seen so many people on TV feel where they call your name and then you run up there and you see all those famous people looking at you and there's the Emmy there. And it was just that like point of view that I always wondered what it was like, you know, and I thought I've seen it. Oh, my God. I've seen I've seen it from up there. I can't believe it. That was it. That's where I thought, wow. Yep. I'd imagine that would take the top spot. Yeah, yep, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. What year was that? That was last year. And then we won again this year. And the difference between winning the first time and the second time was the first time was so fast forward. And I thought, if I ever get that again, I'm going to slow it down and really notice everything. Like, I'm going to look everyone in the eye. So this year, when it happened again, I couldn't believe it happened again. I just brought like soaked it all in and was just so filled with gratitude. It felt like a sponge. The first time was like I was a sponge who was being squeezed. I just felt like, and this time I felt like a sponge that was soaking it all in. Yeah. You know, so I'm really good. If it never happens again, I'm good. It was, that's amazing. amazing. Are you going to do the E carpet for like the new, for award season? I, you know, I haven't done them for a couple years now. Um, because E just didn't ask me back. Uh, you know, when Kelly left, it sort of shifted and so um, I love E. I watch E. Um, and, you know, Juliana came back mm-hmm. to E. And so it has that sort of thing where once you're family, you're family forever. And so right. um, I'm open to coming back. I love doing those carpets. I love E. I love pop culture. So it's just a sort of like what land the landscape looks like for them. But the conversation is always ongoing. Yeah. Who are like what like when you like go to like TMZ or Daily Mail or one of those things, like who's somebody that you're always like stalking or or you love talking about? Like for me, it's Meghan Markle. Of course. Oh, yeah. Did you ever meet her? No. Oh, my God. Did you just? (laughs) I would love to. I went to the wedding, but covered the wedding from the outside. Oh, I was like, I almost vomited on myself. Oh, Uh -uh. my God. Well, Um, that must have been really fun to like cover that. It was really fun because it was so ceremonial. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was felt like a big deal. Totally. Yeah. Um, who, who am I obsessed with? I mean, I always want to know what Adele's doing. Interesting. Bench, she's she's sort of, looking good. She's looking crazy good. But also she's super private. So I, I like people that keep it close to the vest and then I want to know. Right. I would say Angelina Jolie. That's why I asked about Angelina Jolie. Because where, where does she – I didn't even know where she – yeah, she never talks. That's why I just wanted to bring it up because I'm like, wow, she never really does interviews. I never hear anything about her. Yep. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, she wants to move across the seas and Brad Pitt won't let her. She seems like she belongs across the seas. I totally agree. She doesn't seem like LA. No, she seems like she lives in a, like a bat cave somewhere. Like I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right? Yeah. She really does. I went. Like I can't picture her like going to like catch. No, she, <laughs> she has a mid-century modern <laughs> in the hills. No, she's. <laughs> You know it's dark, right? You yeah. know there's a lot of velvet. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Are you like team Angelina or team Jen? I can't – I could never choose. Um, I, I love Angelina because I think she's so interesting. But Jennifer Aniston is like your aunt that you've always ever – the only aunt you ever need. You know, she's, she's great. And she's, I know I've met her and worked with her and she's lovely. And she's the girl that when she sees you, she just grabs your face and goes, hi, how are you? And grabs your face. You know, she's like a good, a good girl. I like that. Mm -hmm. I've, it's always like, it stressed me out. I've actually lied awake at night before just being like, I don't know whose side I'm on. Choose now. 
I can't. <laughs> I'm and I am a standard side picker. Like always, <laughs> I can't help myself. I always pick a side. But the Jen Aniston, Angelina Jolie, I can't. Let's live in a world where we don't have to. Yeah, word. I'm I'm, I'm into that. I think they're fine. I think they're both fine. They yeah. both survive Brad. I'm not really worried about that. I just really wanted to pick a side, but I just, I can't. But thank you, Ross, so Are we much. Good? We're good. Now I'm going to do your podcast. Well, I just have to say, we did this show together and ran into each other. And I and I told you that people do uh, talk about how when they search for our podcast, they tell me they find, they sign up for both of ours because our names come up. Yeah. Straight talk, straight up. So um, thank you for doing this crossover event. No, thank you. Yeah, you like actually just made my job like so much easier because you're so good at this. So I look forward to just like sitting and letting you just like take the reins. Super duper. Well, we're going to continue the conversation on my podcast. So can I encourage people yes. if they are listeners to yours to go listen to Straight Talk, uh, download it, subscribe because we're going to continue the conversation over there. Perfecto. Okay. Bye. Bye.